Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Are you ready for the stock market breakout that might be on the cusp? Is it true? Are we going higher? Well, we have the one and only Mr. Dan Bird who comes back every week to tell us what happened in the stock market last week, where we are with the market this week, and what may or may not happen next week. This is all probabilities and possibilities, but it's always fun to talk about. Dan, what did you see last week? What's coming? What a way to open up. I have some fun with it. We're just chatting before before you started, and I'm like, "Well, we can talk about the breakout." Oh, the market's going up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually interesting because I remember our conversation from last week. You actually pointed uh, to the chart, and you have a playlist. People can go back and watch it. It's just called Dan Berg. Uh, and and when I saw the market take off last week, my only thought was, "That's what Dan told me was going to happen." That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we'll, look, we'll look at it in a second. Um, but it's really interesting where we are right now. It's yeah. um, actually actually pretty fascinating the way all this works. <laughs> By the way, I'd, I'd like to give a plug for one of the books that I recommended last week, the new ones that sure. I added on Yeah, from my um, time at VectorVest. Sure. The one that's called The um, Best Loser Wins. I'm reading that now, and it's really a very good book. If anybody's interested in being a trader, Mm -hmm. even an investor to a large degree, but a trader for sure, I think it's a great book. And I had one one of your listeners sent me a note saying, you know, I'm starting out with this. I'm trying to learn. And what what do you suggest? And I'd like to, you know, I'd like to someday be able to trade full time. What do you recommend? What book should I read? And I said, well, the first book you should read is The Best Loser Wins. Mm. And if you still want to do it after reading that book, (laughs) then I'll give you more suggestions. There you go. Well, folks, what I'm going to do here is put in the first line of the description, a link to Amazon Best Best Loser Wins. So if you just want to click on it, get the book. I will be ordering it today because I have a trip coming up. And everybody knows that I like to read books on airplanes. So I will be reading that book uh, very shortly. Yeah, the other ones I recommended too are they're not all trading books, by the way. Some of them are just psychology related. But um this one's really good because he kind of lays out the statistics for traders in the beginning. Mm-hmm. 99% do not succeed. That doesn't mean they lose all the money. Right. But 99% don't end up doing it as um to generate income. There you go. One percent do, and and he said, you know, you can learn about charts, and now I've done a lot of studies on charts. Obviously, you can you can be really great at understanding charts, and you can be really great at understanding fundamentals. You can know all of those different things, and those are very important. But if you don't think correctly, you are not you will not succeed. Very cool. He said that this whole thing is about how you think, not what you know. Very cool. Well, let's jump into what you saw last week, because, again, this is something you called Show Your Newsletter, uh, because people need to be getting it. uh, All right. Let me share. 
So here's some excerpts from this week's newsletter. If you'd like to receive it, there's no charge. Just send me a note to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. And I'll add you to the list. I'll send you last week's, which has some of these things that you're seeing here. We're going to talk about the January effect in the next session today. Okay. I thought this was funny, though. Yeah, I thought that was good, too. We'll trade for a car or better offer. <laughs> dozen, dozen fresh eggs for a car. You know, last week I showed this. Yeah. You know, the things that have gone up the most with inflation and eggs yep. is at the top of the list. Yeah, 49%. Pretty interestingly crazy. so i thought that was pretty funny yeah yeah good. and then we'll talk about the uh, fomc meeting that's coming up on february 1st and mm -hmm. cpi we'll talk about that in this session cpi from last wonderful week. Mm -hmm. all right so let me show you some charts here all right let's start with this one so this is um you know, I talked about this last week a little bit. Last week, we were down right about here. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked about the two Fibonacci levels on this one. You did? And the two key ones, which was that 4,000 and 4,300. Yeah, and I we remember were... you calling 3,991, and I think it closed at like 3,999 or something. I'm like, damn, he did close it. Closed at, yeah, 399909 <laughs> was the close. Um but I said 4,000 was the level, mm -hmm. you know, the, this, the other Fibonacci was at 3,998. So yeah. roughly around 4,000. Yeah. You, so could, you could not have closed, been, you could not have been much closer. We closed 91 cents off of it. Yeah. Darn it. Come on, get a little closer <laughs> next time, won't you? Well, the important thing here is that that's a key resistance level. Mm -hmm. So while we made it to it, that doesn't mean we're going to go through it. That's the that's the breakout that I mentioned before we started. Uh, I got you. So we could go either way. We could still go either way. It's resistance. You don't want to anticipate the market. Right. You want to trade the trend, but don't anticipate the trend. So we are at a critical juncture right now. Mm -hmm. You know, last week, these, these are one-day bars. So last week, we were down here right at the 50 day moving average. We made it through that. We made it up to this very important 4,000 level. Yep. If we do get through it and we get up to 4,100 or higher, actually higher, because that's where the previous highs were. You see these two red arrows right here. I do, yep. So that's where it hit this downtrend line. It's been there all year. It hit the 200 day moving average. We are again, right at the 200 day moving average, which is at 39.81. So we're a little bit above it. Mm -hmm. Very important resistance. If we get through it, everybody that's been short this whole year, the long-term shorts, mm -hmm. have their their buy stops somewhere up above this 4,100 level. Yes. So two things will happen if we get up there. Number one, it'll confirm the bullish chart. Mm -hmm. So more people will be entering on the bullish side by buying new stocks, new purchases. But more importantly, all of those stops will start executing. Right. And when shorts get out of their short position, they have to buy. So those are those are buy stops up here, not sell stops. Hmm. So both of those things together could force, force this up pretty quickly. 
4,300 is also the, the next really important key resistance level. And it's that's been there for quite a long time. Right. And look all the way back to last year, September, October. Mm-hmm. That's where we bounced off of it and went up. And then we bounced again, went up, and then we went through it. And then right here, we broke down through it. And then we bounced at it and went down. So 4,300 is the next really important one. Gotcha. But I think if we get above 4,100, we've got a good chance of getting to 4,600, I think. Wow. And that's basically because we'll be taking out the shorts. It'll be inflated demand. That will bring the retail trader back because, hey, to the moon again, all psychology. Right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, 4,300, we might go sideways right in through there for a little while. But I'll show you why that 4,600 might be important in a minute. Okay. Very cool. I like it. Uh, this is a longer term weekly chart, but the same Fibonacci levels, they just also happen to line up at the same place, mm-hmm. 4,000 and 4,300. Okay. And then the um, these bands right here, we're right in the middle. So we are, we are uh, reverting to the mean. Mm-hmm. Once again, we just went through the mean. So you see, we went above it here. The mean is this dotted blue line right here. Gotcha. So we went above it, we went below it, we just went back above it again. But this third level up here, this 3X level, mm-hmm. is that right at 4,300. Again, implying that's a really important level to get through. Got it. So this is one that uh, I actually put on uh, LinkedIn and talked about it. And I talked about it in the newsletter as well. This is uh, we can we'll talk about CPI now okay. and um, the CPI report. In fact, this is this is my newsletter right here. In the beginning of the newsletter, I always put some cartoons and then the economic calendar. Mm-hmm. So this is last week's calendar. And you can see CPI came in right at 6.5. Mm-hmm. Core came in right at 0.3. And headline CPI was actually a little lower than expected. Mm-hmm. So all of that was good. Market liked that. Yep. Remember last week, I thought we might have a chance of coming in higher than that, but we actually right. came in at expectations. Cool. And then next week we have PPI yep. on Wednesday. Market's closed tomorrow. PPI on Wednesday. So that's another inflation number. Yeah, retail sales as well. Is it a, I mean, there's and a lot of retail it, sales. It, yeah. It's all about the consumer. And then, of course, this channel talks about existing home sales. And I didn't right. actually know what the expectations were. I called it this morning sub 4 million. So it looks like the experts are, are right there as well at 3.95. Yeah. Cool. Right. And uh, building permits too next week on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, so, they're actually calling permits to go up. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. It is interesting. My, uh, my little uh, reluctant... Uh, rental property that I have. I think I told you it, it, it spiked higher. Yeah. The value and then it crashed back down again. Yeah. And now it's, now it's starting to go back up again. Yeah. Good old Florida real estate. Yeah. It's still higher than where I, where I bought it. So there you go. That's good. Good for me. So anyway, this is, um, this is the chart that has the CRB, which is these commodities right here, blue one. Mm-hmm. And then I've got lumber, which peaked way back here mm-hmm. in January. And then oil and gas, or the red and green lines, which kind yeah, of- I, 
I got to tell you, when I look at this chart and I knew we were going to look at it, part of me thinks that inflation might spike higher next month. Look at that gas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you know, this, this is December. Right. So, and that's, that's why I said that it might not hit the 6.5. Right. Because you can see in November, it's, it's clearly went down. Right. And in December, it actually went sideways or even a little bit up. Yeah. It depends on when they took the survey. Right. I mean, if it's happened to be yeah. at the low end, I mean, it could have looked, could have looked artificially good. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think, and I, I haven't been able to confirm this yet, but I think that the oil and gas numbers um, in the CPI report are actually reported on the 12th. Oh, there you go. So that that's right there at this low right here. Yeah, so so that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. If that's about, the like, case, ooh. you know, it'll be, it'll be higher next time. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what the uh, expectation is in the next one. Yeah, good point. Okay. And I, I put all of these in here as well. Um, I actually found this, which hmm. showed all the rate hikes for this year. Yep. Yes. We started in March, March. I thought we started in February, but it was actually March. Okay. So those are all the, the rate hit rate hikes for this year. And then I put them in the, in this chart Okay. for those dates. So 25, 50, 75, 75, 75, four 75s in a row, mm -hmm. and then 50. So the expectation, I think, on the next one, which is February 1st, is for 25. Yeah. Which, oh, by the way, somebody on this call called months ago. So I'm pretty proud of that one. Yeah, right. And if you follow the CRB, if you follow these back, where they were before the hike started. Yeah. The oil and gas right now is at the level it was before the hikes began. Interesting. And the CRB number is at the level it was before the hikes began. Hmm. So if these don't spike, if they do, even if they just go sideways, yeah, I think that still will keep the Fed at 25. Oh, February. yeah. There's nothing that I, I I couldn't imagine something stopping the Fed. They they want the story, Dan. I really do believe they want to show that they're they, they want the stair step, 75, then 50, then 25. Then the conversation will become, do we go 25 again, which I think they do, or do they go zero? I think I think March is a debate. I think February is locked. Yeah, in. I agree. And I think the narrative from the Fed now will be we expect to stay here for a very long time. Amen. I do don't not see a us, cut all don't year. Don't expect to see any pivot, any cuts. Yeah. I think again, I will. think I think the I think the market is expecting like a point and a half cut this year, right? Uh later later this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, for total for the year. Yeah, the, yeah. Right. That's what they're that's but, what the bond market. I think that I think the Fed is going to cut before they want to. Yeah. I mean, I do not, yeah. but yeah, I mean that's that's certainly a debate worth having for sure. Yeah. When when it, when uh, recession really gets rolling, okay. Um, did I have something else on CPI? Thought I did. Oh yeah, here's CPI. Uh, the base uh, effect discussion. This is the base effect. This is core CPI here. Okay. Oh, core. Okay. This is because that's still going up. That was a point three. Right. It's still going up, but I, I want to point this out. Let me make this a little bit smaller so I get it all in. 
for those that are listening that don't understand how this works, the base effect, basically the numbers that get reported are a 12 month window, 12 month rolling window. Correct. All right. So when, whenever we get a new number, the previous 12 months ago, 13 months ago drops off. So if you look at it back here, way back in 2020, CPI actually went down right here. Mm -hmm. These, this, this four month period right here. Yep. It actually went down. This top one is the rate of change. This is the 12 month rate of change. Mm -hmm. So you can see the 12 month rate of change and that's what the window looks at 12 months. Okay. Shows it going up. The one below that is the one month rate of change. Oh, I got you. Okay. So this period here in 2020, it actually went down, which makes sense because nobody was doing anything. Yeah, we were, the, the economy was shut down. Right. Economy shut down in that little box. But then when these started to drop off and we started adding big, huge steps here. Yeah. Right. When everybody started going back to work and started traveling and wanted to go out and buy stuff. Yep. Because they've been cooped up for so long. Right. So demand picked up. So inflation and CPI started going up. So these big one, big jumps here in conjunction with these dropping off, these negative ones dropping off back here mm -hmm. created this big, huge spike yep. in the 12, in the 12 month rate of change. That should have been the signal to the fed. Should have been absolutely to start hiking. I yep. mean, it, it couldn't be any more clear than that. Yeah. And they still were nine months behind or. Yeah. Well, they they were saying it's uh transitory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they might've had a point because it did start to go down again for a couple of months. So I, I maybe could give them credit to say, now nah, we're not going to start hiking yet because it actually did start to come down. And the reason it came down was because these smaller jumps right here were replacing these small ones back here. Mm -hmm. So it went down, but then when it started to spike up again, there's really no excuse when it went above this level, yep. which was right here in October of yep. last oh, year. Yeah. Yep. There is no excuse why they wouldn't start hiking right there. Agreed. That's when it should have been very apparent that it's no longer transitory, that it's not continuing to go down. It's going up instead. We better start doing something. Mm -hmm. Just look, you just look at the charts. The charts tell a story, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So you can see the, the also, you know, another reason why the Fed might not have wanted to start raising is if you look at the one month rate of change in this period, it dropped off a cliff right here. Mm-hmm. All right. So they might have been saying, oh, I think maybe we were right. It is transitory. But then it started to spike back up again. Yeah. So then we got to this le level here. This is in August, July, August, September. Mm -hmm. We had very small hikes, very small steps back here. Replaced by really big steps over here. Yep. Yep. All right. So inflation starts to spike up again at that point. However, even the, it was kind of sideways, but it was up a little bit, but look at the one month rate of change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you scroll up for a second? Sure. This is why I'm telling my, my channel on my daily financial news that inflation has three components. The second component is in that blue box. That's housing to me. 
And this is why yeah. I'm highlighting that August of this year, you will see start to see housing roll over. It's because right. of those, you're seeing big jumps in 2022 be replaced by smaller in 2023. Right. The base effect is um, a tailwind. So right. that, that's what, that's why this housing doesn't get better until August. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And, and, you know, th these, this 12 month rate of change goes up when you have big jumps, replacing little drop jumps, of course, these, these two blue boxes, yep. but what happens if this actually starts to go down? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're going to have negative numbers, replacing big positive numbers back here. Exactly. This will just drop off a cliff, but it takes time. It takes 12 months for that to happen. Exactly. That's And that's why I'm calling August in uh, July and August being the the time the second part of inflation will start rolling over. And then we talk about the hard stuff being wages. We'll see. Yep. Yeah. Wages is uh, something to keep an eye on. Um, this is actually something that was I put in my newsletter and. Um, by the way, here's these are the uh, earnings for next week. Mm -hmm. There's some more banks. Yeah, Tuesday banks. Some of the banks Morgan. last week were yeah. were okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they all reserved for I bad. Didn't see, I didn't see a lot of uh, negative earnings. Well, Wells Fargo was the disappointment. The other three right. were fine. Yeah, got Netflix next week mm -hmm. reporting. Yeah, we do. Yep, uh, more a lot more banks coming in that next week. Mm -hmm. um, so I talk about this and this and this. This we'll talk about in the next session. Um, where's the one I wanted to show? This one right here. This is from uh, Real Investment Advice. Advice. It's a pretty good newsletter. Um, they pointed out this pattern. Which when they when they show it like this, it's pretty clear. I, I went back and looked at my charts, and yeah, it's on there too. But remember that forty one that four thousand level that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. There's where it closed thirty nine ninety nine oh nine. But there's an inverse head and shoulders right here. Yeah. Right, left shoulder, head, right shoulder, and there's the neckline. So that puts it at right about forty sixty. Roughly, okay. yeah. So if that's why I say if it gets above forty one hundred, yeah. You know, all the new traders are looking at this. They're looking at this mm -hmm. inverse head and shoulders. They're saying if it breaks out of here, that I'm in. And yeah. all of those stops, those buy stops, are up here too. Yeah, that's so it's gasoline, right? Yeah, it's like gasoline on the fire. Exactly. Now the way head and shoulders work is you take the neckline to the head, the distance. And this is about 4,100 to, it's not an exact science, so I'm going to make it 3,600 right here. Okay. Even though, even though it dropped below that, it was just one, one bar. Okay. So 3,600 to 41 is 500 points. If you add 500 to 4,100, what do you get? 46. That's why you're calling 40. I got it. 4,600, which is also this resistance level right here. Hmm. All right. So if we get through 4,100, like gasoline on the fire, like you said, and we, we've got major support at 43. So we could go to 43 and go sideways or actually 43 and come down and then back up again, but then 4,600. And then we'll have to see what the market wants to do at that point. Very cool. Where does it want to go?
So the last thing I want to show in this section, oh, I know what I wanted to point out. Um, this chart right here, I actually had a link in here. Somebody sent me a note saying the link didn't work. <clears throat> That's this one right here. During the earnings beat market vision from last week, uh, Dave Keller had a really good talk. And he said, you know, I, I was asked to, if I had just one chart to look at, what's the chart that I would look at? The one chart to rule them all. Mm. So this is the one I would look at. I'm going to click on it to see if it works here for me. And it does. So I don't know why it didn't work for that mm. one person. But basically, this is the, the S&P here in the middle mm -hmm. with the downtrend line. The one down here, I've showed these before. The percentage yeah. of stocks above their two their 50-day moving average. We're getting one pretty rich. That is the, what's that? We're getting pretty rich. Lots of people above their 50-day. Above the 50, but it's not up at the 90 yet. So there's okay. still room to go. Okay. Um, and and more importantly, it hit the 50, 50%. 50% is the key. Oh, okay. If, if, it, if it's above 50%, then the market is in an uptrend. You can see here, starting, you know, beginning of the year, Got it. it was mostly above 50%. The market was going up. Mm -hmm. For the most of this year, it's been below 50%. The market's been going down. Got it. The next one is the advanced decline line, the number of stocks advancing versus the number declining. This is the New York Stock Exchange. Hmm. And I put this, this trend line right here, actually resistance line. So this has gone through that, which means there are more stocks advancing than there are declining. Interesting. Okay. The next one is percent bullish percent, um, S&P 500 bullish percent index. So the number of traders that are bullish versus bearish. And when this gets way up here, then that means everybody is bullish is usually the time when the market's going to roll over, start going back down, although it can stay up there for a while. But we're not there yet. So above 50, again, means more people are bullish than they are bearish. Okay. And then the last the last two down here is discretionary versus staples. I've showed this before, but, I, but the ones that I showed were the XLY versus the XLP, which is weighted. Meaning Tesla and Amazon make up 40% of that whole right. index. Those those two together make up 40% of the index. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one is equal weighted. Oh, okay. So it takes that weighting away from Tesla and Amazon and, and makes them all weighted the same. Mm. So this is discretionary, what people want to buy versus staples, what people have to buy. And that has just been going sideways since June just beginning to start to go up. And the last one that hasn't really broke out yet is growth versus value. Now, what this tells me, you know, growth is still not performing very well. The technology area, uh, semiconductors, software, all of that, all those growth stocks are still not really performing very well. What that tells me with the, with the market making a new, maybe a new higher low, we don't really know yet until it gets above this last higher high, okay. right? So that's not really a higher low until this gets above this higher high. Mm -hmm. But it looks like we might be making a higher low, which means the market is starting to trend higher, even though growth is still underperforming. Hmm. So what that means is growth is not driving the market higher like it did in 2021. Right. 
other sectors are doing that energy mm-hmm. industrials materials ba- banks financials right, right. those those are driving it higher so it, money is rotating out of this growth area and yep. rotating into those other sectors i agree so that's that's what this tells you right here and then the last thing i want to show is vector vest I talked about this and I actually showed it in the, the newsletter. This is um, put a dateline right there. So that's that's Friday. Okay. Um, this is a great market timing system for those folks that are looking for a platform to help them and they're just starting out. I think VectorVest is a great one. It can keep you out of trouble. There are two things that I like to follow. One is called the DO, which is the DEW, D standing for Detrended Price Oscillator. That's this blue one down below. The E stands for envelopes. So it's the blue envelopes that this typically trades within. Mm -hmm. When it gets to the extreme of the envelope, it usually goes the other way. And then the W is the weighted moving average, which is this white line right in the middle. It's a thirty-day weighted moving average. Now you don't get a green light like this unless the price gets above the weighted moving average, like it did right there, okay. and the DPO goes above one. Hmm. So both of those things have to happen, and that happened on January tenth. Interesting. This is a really good intermediate signal, hmm. and you can go back here and look. You know, I gave a down <clears throat> signal right there, gave an up signal way back here. So if you just traded it just based on the signal, you would basically have been on the right tr- side of the trend. Gave a down yep. signal way back here in August yep. and then didn't and didn't give an up one until October. So if you did nothing other than just trade this and just trade the index, then it would have kept you on the right side. There's another one that's more conservative and lasts longer called confirmed calls. And you can see here, the confirmed call didn't kick in until November on, in this case, whereas the due kicked in way back here. Hmm. So it's a little earlier signal, and I like that one better. But the interesting thing that just happened this week, here's the DEW right here on the 10th. But the confirmed call happened on the ninth oh. that usually doesn't happen it's usually the dew first and then the confirmed call hmm. but in this case the confirmed happened first now they're only one day apart but i just nice. thought it was interesting that they just have they both happen so close to each other that's a pretty positive sign actually hmm. and then finally let's look at the portfolios these are the dividend payers that i talked hmm. about yep two weeks ago Yes. They're up 2.4% in two weeks. Nice. Again, if if you, you know, I, I went through how I how I, I did a um, back test on these mm-hmm. back a couple of years. And even last year, it was up 25%. Mm-hmm. If you had done nothing more than just bought these and left them alone, did nothing for a year. And that's, you know, that, that that's not what I did with these, but that we're just playing with it to see what yeah, it Yeah, we're just do. playing. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> And you can see there's only two of them that are negative. Yeah, Chevron and Pfizer. Oh, Pfizer. Oh, there you go. Pfizer down almost 7%. Hmm. But the other ones are up pretty nice. Yeah. 
So 2.4% in two weeks is not, not bad. No, it's not horrible. Well, Dan, do me a favor, flash your newsletter one more time, and uh, we will get into the January effect in video number two. Yeah, and uh, I'll just give my opinion. It's not it's not advice. Yeah. It's my opinion. It's one wild market, man's guess. I think the market is poised. I think it wants to go higher. Sure. I think it's poised to go higher. It's at a an important resistance level, so it could actually reverse. But I think if it does reverse, it's just going to be temporary, and I think it is going to go higher. Yeah, you you've been calling for the the back to forty six hundred for a while now, so it it will yeah. be fun to watch. There's just as many people out there calling thirty two hundred. So do your own yeah, research. Yeah, well, thirty two hundred's on the chart as well. Sure, absolutely. Yep. All right, um, folks. Break, breakpoint trading at gmail.com. Just send me a note, and I'll add you to the list. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. You bet.